2: Hello, dear listener. Welcome to Owning It the Anxiety podcast with me, Caroline Foran. This week is a solo episode, just me, and I thought that I would talk about my recent experience of anxiety, which, to be honest, kind of knocked me for six, as well as what we're probably all feeling right now, and that's deep anxiety about the state of the world. I'm going to keep politics or opinions out of this episode um, and just focus on the impact that all of the suffering we're seeing right now can have on each and every one of us even though we might not feel directly connected to it or we might feel completely removed geographically from it. I want to highlight the vulnerability factors we experience both personally and collectively that we might not always remember are at play when we start to feel anxious and we're not quite sure why. Having awareness of these vulnerability factors, whether it's being under the weather or sleep deprived or absorbing all of that news all that time, it allows you to course correct and it gives you a chance to go a little bit easier on yourself as you understand that maybe how you're feeling actually does make sense. First of all, let me tell you a little bit about where I've been at personally before we get on to the bigger and arguably more important global issues at hand. Last week, I got a bit of a fright. I started to feel hints of that same anxiety that had really taken hold of me almost 10 years ago. I then, of course, panicked that maybe I was about to be plunged back into it merely for having had the thought. It feels kind of silly to say it now, but when I tease it apart, I think for me, one of my biggest fears and something that's almost like a a trauma, a side effect of the trauma of what I went through and that despite all that I've done to manage my anxiety and all this time that I've been feeling well for, I do have this massive, deeply underlying fear that it could just decide to take over me again and I would have no choice in the matter. The fear, I suppose, is of losing my mind and apparently it's a very common one and one that we're not even consciously aware of. I think it's something that is within every one of us and the fear of losing control, losing control of our mind and body, it's a fear that drives a lot of our more worrisome thoughts and behaviours as a result of those thoughts. For me, given my history with anxiety and how one day I seemed fine and the next I felt unable to put one foot in front of the other, this is a fear that's just very tangible for me and I really do think it's like a scar from the trauma And if I, if I noodle at that scar, sometimes it can kind of come back at me. And it's almost like just the act of reliving something in your mind can make you physiologically go there and feel it. In my rational mind, I know that I can't go backwards. And I've done episodes before where I try to reassure listeners who live with this fear that having some mental health setback, in my rational mind, I know that I can't go backwards. And I've done episodes before where I've tried to reassure listeners who live with this fear of having some mental health setback that is beyond their control. I know how far I've come. I know how much I've learned. I know so much more now than I even did when I wrote my first book, let alone when I first began experiencing the anxiety that led to this podcast. But we know, if we've learned anything from this series and from the experts I've spoken with, that knowing something can sometimes be a little bit removed from feeling something. I know I am okay, but in a more vulnerable moment, the fear response can just override that rational thinking. And when you shift into this fear mode, all rational thinking goes out the window, even just temporarily. So even at my stage, when I think I should know better and I should be able to snap out of it, once I'm in that anxious mode, I cannot just decide to feel differently and then watch as the anxiety completely evaporates. That's just not how it works. A huge part of me owning anxiety to the extent that I have done and feeling as well as I have felt for so long is in not being afraid to feel anxious. And I've said this a thousand times, but it's worth repeating. Your success or your proof of owning it is never based on feeling no anxiety or how far gone or how long it's been since you last felt it. It's in knowing that you will probably feel it from time to time, you're human, and not living in fear of when those moments might come, but being armed with a toolkit to put into action if and when you do feel it. For the most part, this is true for me. I'm not afraid to feel some anxiety. It doesn't mean I lose all the progress that I have made, nor does it mean I am quote-unquote back there but I guess it had been a while since I'd felt this and I'd kind of forgotten how it felt. I wasn't as armed as I thought I was. And this is probably because I was a little bit vulnerable due to a few vulnerability factors like I mentioned in the beginning. Number one, I have been drinking less, which is a good thing, um, and having, trying to avoid alcohol entirely midweek because I had kind of fallen into a trap of like feeling like I needed to finish my day with a little leveler as I would call it. Um so then instead I was just having a few drinks on the weekend socially and I think my body really felt it. And even though I wasn't hungover, the alcohol just didn't feel good in my system and it lingered. Number two, we're probably all more sensitive right now due to what's happening in the world. And I'll, I'll get into that in more detail later on. And our constant exposure to threatening imagery, even if we don't think that we're affected by it. Number three, I was really tired. I'd had a few bad nights sleep and that can never be underestimated when it comes to trying to understand why we might be feeling anxious And number four, this seems to be really the crux of it for me, I sometimes have very visceral dreams where I am feeling the kind of anxiety I felt all those years ago, where it's just stuck in my limbs from one end of the day to the other and everything feels uncomfortable and everything I see, I see through a more fearful threat response activated lens. If I have a night of dreams like this once in a while, I'm usually able to shake it off the next day, but this time it happened to me a few times in a row. The dreams were so vivid and I felt physically awful. Like I think if you had have watched me while I was asleep, I would have been holding myself so tightly. And I physically wake up then feeling bad in my body. And add all these together, all these vulnerability factors, and I'm kind of ready and waiting for a little anxious thought bomb to go off in my mind and do some real damage, albeit temporary. Then someone sent me a message asking me to do an episode on something called dementophobia, I think is how you say it. And they said that they knew that I had it and I never heard of this term before. So I looked it up and it said it was an irrational fear of losing your mind. And I think even though no harm was meant, a little seed was planted in my head. And I just thought, you know, when I was tired and run down and vulnerable, what if all it took was to just think about it and I would be back there? At the same time, I was watching a Britney Spears documentary all about her conservatorship and I was just feeling everything a bit too much. The idea that someone could be so sound of mind and then start to deteriorate just unnerved me. So all in all, it was a cocktail of conditions or vulnerability factors that would make someone as sensitive as I am feel a little bit uneasy. So the conditions I suppose were perfect for anxiety to rise to the fore. I felt it in my breathing, my chest and just throughout my body. I did what I know is necessary to help. I said it out loud. For me that's the most important starting point. I messaged a friend who will always have the right thing to say to me and I told Barry and I also told Instagram probably to reassure myself that I'm not the only one who can feel this way sometimes and also to reassure others that even though you might look at me and think I have it all figured out or might appear to have it all figured out, we are all susceptible to having a little wobble now and then and that is more than okay. I went to bed, I I just couldn't settle my body down, I think a panic button had been pressed and it kind of needed to just run its course. So I did what I wish I had done or wish I had asked for many years ago and I just took a Xanax and I have a few Xanax in my drawer as sort of an insurance policy in the event that I'd find myself feeling this way. Even though I knew I was okay and that I would not go back there, I was just stuck in my sympathetic nervous system physically and taking the Xanax as a very short-term temporary solution to help settle me down allowed me to sleep. And then when I had a good sleep, I was able to start the building blocks of getting myself back to feeling okay. The next day I had to go to London. Not ideal to have to travel, but I am so glad I went. And I know a few years ago, It's not something I would have done. Being able to go and say, okay, I'm just going to take this anxiety with me as opposed to praying and hoping it would just evaporate proved to me how far I've come. I told my friend who I was with um, we were going for an event relating to work but it wasn't a super high pressure work trip. I just told her how I was feeling so that I wasn't pretending to be something that I didn't feel on the inside. And I didn't have any caffeine. I didn't have alcohol where I'd usually love a little tipple on a trip like that. I planned for a little lie down in the hotel once we got there. She was fully on board. We didn't have to be here, there and everywhere, you know, trying to squish in, seeing the Buckingham Palace and going on the London Eye. We just were like, no, we're here for one thing and we're going to take it easy. I texted my husband to say that I was still feeling it. Again, I just feel this need to let people just, in case people think, oh, she's fine now, I need to be able to say, I'm still feeling it. And I don't know why this is, but for Barry to reply and say, that's okay. You know, remember, it takes a while for you to feel good. That just helps me feel a bit like I have permission to stay in that space for a while. He reminded me that this is always the case for me. It takes a while for my body to catch up with my mind. I was okay, I would be okay, but the stress response in my body needed a chance to regulate, and I couldn't, like it or not, snap my fingers and rush to feeling fine. I knew this now. I had enough experience with anxiety to know that this is true for me.
0: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being.
1: So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
2: When I was lying on the bed, I watched my ASMR videos, which are so incredibly soothing. And I will do an episode on ASMR for anxiety very soon because it makes such a difference. I physically just put one foot in front of the other and I allowed myself to feel it without trying to suppress it. And by acknowledging it and accepting it and almost welcoming it to be there, I was like, come on, come on the plane with me. I was then able to redirect my focus at times to other things. So while at the work event, I didn't even think about it. I was too busy networking. I was so proud of myself and it went really, really well. So it was a perfect example of how I was feeling anxious. I'm someone who can struggle with anxiety at times, but it did not stop me. It did not get in my way. I did not lose out on any career or work opportunities because of the anxiety. I just made space for both. The following day, I felt Quite a bit better, and then I had a mimosa at brunch to celebrate some of the work wins that we'd had the night before. But soon after, I didn't feel very good. The tightness of in my chest came back, and we were in and out of a few shops, and which were had the heating blasting, and I just felt really physically uncomfortable. And then, once I think about feeling physically uncomfortable, I I link it to anxiety, and then I'm like, "Mm." so I knew I was still a bit sensitive. I had lots of water. I gave myself a bit more compassion and took it easy. And now three days later, I feel absolutely fine. And actually a little bit grateful that I'd had this wobble as it brought my toolkit back into sharper focus for me. It reminded me about the whole premise of owning it in that it's not about never feeling it, but owning it when you do feel it and knowing overall that it is you who are in the driving seat. For me, it's not about sticking to certain rules all the time, every day, but knowing what to lean in to and out of if and when I feel more sensitive to anxious thoughts. So most of the time the caffeine of a few Diet Cokes wouldn't even register with me. Most of the time alcohol is fine for me because I never drink to such excess that I would have, you know, the blues from a hangover. But if I'm in an anxious wave, even a few sips of Diet Coke or even a cup of tea can feel like adding fuel to the fire. So I know what things to dial back on if I find myself in that spot. That is a bit of a diary entry, I suppose, on my latest speed bump. All normal, all okay, but of course still a bit unnerving, and it never feels good. Anxiety will never feel nice, so we don't have to love it, we just have to meet ourselves where we are whenever we do feel it. I spoke a bit more with my friend about it, the one who I initially texted, and also the one who equipped me with the idea that... It's just energy passing through which I've spoken about before. So repeating the phrase it's just energy passing through has become a really effective mantra of mine whenever I feel it and it made such a difference last week. Anxious feelings in your body are just that, they're anxious energy as a result of the hormones that has wound up inside your body and it needs a moment to unwind again and settle down. When you break it down to the physiological symptoms like this, it is not something that you have to be afraid of. You just need to know that while that energy is with you, you're going to perceive everything, well, you might perceive everything through a more anxious lens. And that's okay. It's not you, it's the anxious goggles. Now they have lifted, they always do. I feel so much better. And all you need to do is know when they're on. When I was chatting to my friend about it, she commented on how happy and well I've been recently. Things have really improved with my son and the parenting anxiety has been huge for me for the last three years and it's gotten so much easier. His separation anxiety has improved, even just the day-to-day toddler challenges. It has all become more enjoyable and I feel really good. And she swears that my mind is conditioned to reach a point of not worrying about something only for it to then look for something to worry about. So wherever there's a vacuum, like an anxious thought my rush to fill it. I also said that I sometimes feel that I don't deserve to feel as well as I have been or I've gotten away with murder or um you know I feel almost this sounds ridiculous but I feel like I've gotten too lucky and that that is why the anxiety would take over again but in my rational mind I just know that that's just bollocks the universe is not conspiring against us in this way that is not how anxiety works there is no grand plan against you to keep you stuck in that space. That is just the anxious thoughts playing tricks on you. Now, while you might not be dealing with what I've described thus far, you may well be feeling a bit sensitive or more prone to catastrophic thinking in particular, and a huge not-to-be-underestimated part of that is what's happening in the world right now. I'm not sure what the coverage is like where you are in the world, but for me right now, it's constant bad news from the Israel-Palestine conflict, imagery that would stop you in your tracks, like some of the things I have seen have been gut-wrenching, and a daily onslaught of just horror and though you might not be directly impacted, you are still a human being and a big part of our nature is to have our threat response activated when we see harm come to other people so not just someone who is right in front of us. Our brain can't tell the difference between what is real and what is perceived. so even even though we're not necessarily in the war zone, our brain seeing all this imagery can't tell the difference. it can't tell that we are actually safe where we are and it's a good thing that we care so much about other people to the extent that our threat response is activated. We not only want to protect our neighbors, we instinctively swing into fear mode so as to ensure our own survival and of that of of the people around us. And so we experience all manner of stress and anxiety symptoms while not actually being on the ground where the conflict is happening. It's all too easy to, to diminish this and say, well, that can't be part of why I'm feeling anxious right now. But it's a very probable piece of the puzzle. As much as it can all start to get in on top of you and you can feel just utterly helpless seeing others suffer and not knowing what you can do, this reaction to the news around the world is not something that we ever want to switch off. While it might make our day today easier, the people who are suffering, they need us to react in this way. They need us not to turn a blind eye. And I'd seriously worry for humanity if we started becoming numb to the tragedies of the world and these images and these headlines stopped affecting us. But while it's a very natural reaction to have, and one we might not even be aware of as it hums away in the background, while we do the food shop or attend a work meeting, this is very much a massive vulnerability factor to be aware of and to be kind to yourself about when you're feeling anxious or just even overwhelmed. What you can do is acknowledge the impact it's having on you, allow that feeling to drive some sort of positive behaviour, be it donating or sharing something you believe in on social media, and then deciding when you've reached a point in your day of being informed enough to then park it. So many of my friends have been struggling, just caught in this bottomless pit of despairing imagery on social media. And while we never want to act as though it's not happening in the world, there comes a point where you have to redirect your focus so that you can regulate your own mind and body and be able to function. You are not a bad person for wanting to turn the news off and give yourself some distraction in the day. It doesn't mean you don't care. The fact that it affects you so much means you do. But if you're a sensitive person like me and an empathetic person, you just need to be mindful of how much you absorb and at what point it starts causing you harm. Look after yourself so that you can then look after others. And talk to friends about how you're feeling with all that's happening in the world. Don't feel that you don't have a right to be affected by it because you do. Try to hold space for it and then give yourself permission to put that worry down and tend to yourself. This is one of the only ways I see us getting through these kinds of world issues, issues that sadly, look they're always going to exist in some shape or form in one part of the world or another. So find the balance, whatever it is for you. And if you feel overwhelmed by your inability to do something, think about channeling that energy into simply something you can do, which is kindness towards others. This act of kindness and compassion will actually improve your own anxiety. Give your kids an extra hug, buy a coffee for the person behind you in the queue, help an elderly person, check in on your friend who you haven't spoke to in a while. Love the people in your life twice as hard and I promise you it will help you start to rebalance hormonally inside. On that same note, I also notice myself feeling like I better not say anything about how I'm feeling or anything going on in my life That seems trivial because it just pales in comparison to the struggles of those in the news, but we have to remind ourselves that you never have to justify how you feel by comparing yourself to others. If getting perspective helps and works for you, then good, but if it shames you into suppressing what you're feeling for yourself, it will only come back to bite you later on. It's all relative and your own internal mind and body, it doesn't understand that it could be worse or that it is, is worse for someone else. It's just producing the stress hormones regardless and it needs you to take care of yourself rather than to be so hard on yourself. If anything good can possibly come from all of the tragedy in the world right now, I hope it's that we can get more giving with our compassion, not just to each other, but to ourselves too. So there's a lot of the vulnerability factors at play at the moment. Another one I haven't mentioned is if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, the days are shorter, darker, we haven't got as much daylight, that can really impact our mood. The weather is not so great, we're not out in the sunshine getting our vitamin D, we're probably more susceptible to having colds and flus, and I know my household is just like a cesspit of germs at the moment with my toddler, so all of these things that might seem insignificant, when you layer them on top of each other, they can, like I said earlier, create this cocktail of, of sensitivity that can put you in a more vulnerable space to then feel anxious. Or that when maybe when I'm feeling really strong, I would think, what if I lose my mind with anxiety? And I would just be able to swat it away. But now in the last week, given, given the conditions of, of where I was feeling, that thought can be so much more powerful. It's not always going to have the same effect on me, but sometimes it does. And I'm kind of glad that it did so that I can know what to do if and when it happens. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I will be back next week with a guest episode and I'm looking forward to to hearing your thoughts. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you want more in-depth stuff around anxiety and in particular parenting, you can go over to my Substack and subscribe at carolineforein.substack.com forward slash subscribe. And in the meantime, take extra good care of yourself.